0: Yeah, yeah, funny. It looks, it looks like you're wearing no uh, pants. Thank
1: you, thank you. I'll be here all week.
0: You might want to put some pants on, Jules. I am wearing pants. I'm wearing my AFLW shorts. Oh, okay. I didn't say anything. Content catch-up. Julian Wallace. Welcome to episode five, season two, Friends, Family. Welcome. No, that was my intro. Hey, Is that Jules? your actual intro? Well, yeah, welcome to the show. I'm, my show.
1: Uh, Wow! Welcome to our show, Michael. Not your show. You're not the big show who in Survivor Series 2002 defeated Brock Lesnar because Paul Heyman interrupted. And I know that because last <laughs> because, night I spent two and a half hours watching wrestling.
0: That's awesome, Bills. That's that's a real throwback. It was a real
1: throwback. Can I tell you? Let me let me lay this on you because I think the WWE are the content gems of. Everything that they do, wow! Explain. Well, number one, they got every single they've got every single wrestler with their own social media that's out there, like sharing clips behind the scenes, da 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 da, of every um, event that they have. So they don't have to do a whole whole lot of shit that way. They break down clips so quickly because they know what's going to fucking happen, and they (laughs) share it out. And they also like they diversify, so like they've got a game that they they use, um, like a mobile game for wrestling. They've got like their own streaming platform. They've got like more serious stuff on their website: photos, videos, TikTok reels. Like they just do an incredible job. I think like one day I'm just going to sit here and talk wrestling. But I think
0: no, I think we it's probably something we've, we've never really talked about wrestling, but we mm-hmm. could make like an episode dedicated to so, because that's quite interesting. That even from the perspective of their roles like they know what's happening but they're all as you said they're all characters so part of putting stuff out on their socials is probably massive for that like they don't even have to you are a real person but you're you're, they're characters in the end
1: yeah this is um i was i was thinking about this the other day because um so back in old wrestling days like the characters were so much more hateable and like more intense because they didn't have social media right so Mm. like the only time you ever saw them was on TV or, like, in the ring or whenever or, like, in an event and they'd maintain that character throughout. Like, if Stone Cold was being a, a heel that month, he was going to be a heel wherever he was. Like, it didn't mm. matter who. Whereas now with social media because they've also got, like, lives clearly away from wrestling, they break yeah. their, like, character a little bit more. And I was wondering whether it's more detrimental than it is um, – like positive from a from a story perspective but like from a content perspective it's probably great
0: that's true actually because they've got this whole facade but then now people with how technology and social media is they actually know who the hell randy orton is or the the human side of like the family side of these people.
1: yeah the family side of him yeah anyway that was my um interesting kind of night wrestling would be fun
0: wrestling would be fun to work in i reckon just to end that note. Um, yeah Maybe Not we can wrestle in Australia. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean the the athletes. <laughs> let's sumo wrestle. It's high suits. Anyway, off are track. you
1: calling me fat?
0: Wouldn't be. The I first don't thing. go to the wouldn't gym be the first time one day, one of, one and of, <laughs> you call me fat. Fuck's wouldn't, sake. Wouldn't be the first time one of us has thrown that insult towards the other co-host. <laughs> um, no, my weekend was great. Thanks for asking. That's good. Uh, what I did you I do? Um,
1: heard you shot some a new um, basketball stadium.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just went out and shot the exterior of it. wasn't invited or anything. Just found a basketball for <laughs> settings. Ching. Just no. for the photo album. Yeah, exactly. Now I've got a few few things doing on the side. That's always good fun. You gotta gotta see what's out there and help help brands. That's what something I like doing. Anyway, I don't know why going on about me, Jules. Um,
1: yeah, because <laughs> so. I care about you, Michael. I just want to know. I just want to know how you are. No, and I make you feel I, a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, you're good at
0: doing
1: that.
0: Mm. I thought I'd just leave it with the silence to make it even more yeah, comfortable. Fair.
1: Let's All touch right. on what
0: we've seen this week, eh? Now, <laughs> what have you seen during the week, uh, Jules? Anything that caught your eyeballs?
1: So, this week, uh, we had our team photo day at the club. Um, we did. And for anyone out there who doesn't know what team photo day, it is basically what it sounds like. We invite michael wilson a couple of other photographers uh there was a, the very talented laura taking care of their the merch shoot um and we get all the photos we need for a year so that's um, individual player shots portraits action shots green screen recording um merchandise shoots brand shots like it's a big day of photos so it's a long day requires a lot of organizing the stress with team photo day apart from get making sure all the players get to where they need to be is what do you do behind the scenes? So I want to talk to you about this bike because I'm in two minds, but first I want to bring up an example from um, Adelaide, uh, the Adelaide Crows who are uh, yes. uh, a team here in the AFL also. Um, and I just want to show you what they have done. Um, so we'll, we'll post a link to this as well. But for those watching at home, Adelaide have taken – Um, the approach of using The Office as their theme for behind the scenes at Team Photo Day. We'll be back after this. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, Easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. So Bucks, obviously like a very intelligent way to to transform... um, what would probably have just started off as like a, a a what do you call like a mic'd up or like a player interview behind the scene roaming player whatever you yeah. want to call it um and they've gone hang on we can do a lot less but do a lot more at the same time and i yeah. loved it because i think it took out like a lot of the the awkwardness that you get sometimes with um team photo day like players not really knowing what to say, they've scripted it, they've rehearsed it, they've got a handful of players rather than going over to everyone and they've really nailed the execution in terms of like a really, really funny content piece um, from the day.
0: I think it is a really good example of taking away the awkwardness, as you said, by embracing the awkwardness and that's Mm -hmm. what sort of, I guess, The Office does as a show. Um, for such a basic sort of job but um, it's it's bringing that into the team for today and you know what it is a great example of player buy-in yes because how good is that by what was his name Lachlan Lachlan Murphy from the Crows and I think it's just without without him but we don't really know um, what the conversations are like but if without him that it could have been very poorly done so no Adelaide Crows saw that during the week awesome job
1: what do you what are your thoughts on player buy-in because I've after doing Photo Day, I'm a little bit jaded by um, like some of the buy-in that you get from players and obviously it's well within – players are well within their rights to kind of knock back ideas, but it's it's, ha- it's a hard one because you want to produce a lot, but you can only do as much as the players kind of want to do.
0: Yeah. It's something I've had to get more comfortable with. Like I think naturally – I don't know if you're the same, but I know others are the same – that when you go out to players to ask them to do something – Chances are the first thing you say, sorry.
1: Yeah. You start
0: off on like, I'm interrupting what you're doing. But really, I think we've got to think about it like when you're involved in such a big club like the LA Crows or Carlton or whatever it might be, when we talk about our fans and our support, that's what these pieces of content are for. We're not just asking players for buying because we want to hear from them. Like we do, but it's our jobs and it's for the fans. I think... I think we've just got to be. I think you got to approach it differently. Like it's not, it's not putting him out because we're asking him to do an interview or something like this. It's fun. It's for the fans and it's sort of the wider club as a whole. Like that's what you're yeah. doing it
1: for. No, that's so true. I think the other thing barks with like buying and 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 like getting the players to understand where you're coming from is that I've heard some horror stories from like being involved in sport and as I'm sure you have of you know, players just completely cracking it and not wanting to be at places. And like, I, I think the communication that you always got to try and get back to them and in, in not a like, um, not an arrogant way or not an aggressive way is that, hey, this actually pays the bills. Like when when you're sitting here getting a, yeah. a photo taken, it's not like we're sitting at home. Like you don't see any pictures of the players up on my wall. Like, it, <laughs> you know, like these things yeah. sell, sell the game, which then pays you. So, um, that's not negative as well. I've also had some really positive experiences with player mm. buy-in. Like, um, one of our team Rose, had a really good idea, which was the striker whatever pose you want camera. Um, mm. and we got some really good photos out of that. And I think that just shows like if play more and more players are doing fun stuff like that, more and more players will do it. And obviously, you have player types that are a bit a bit less willing to do it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's hard. It depends what they are complaining about because if they're complaining about it just because they can't be fucked doing it or they might be uncomfortable like I would be in front of a camera. Because like, yeah. if you like that strike a pose, for example, if someone said point a camera in my face and like strike a pose and obviously we don't do it that bluntly, but yeah. it's just like give us pose whatever you want. I wouldn't know what the hell to do. No, I, wouldn't wouldn't. Com- I probably wouldn't <laughs> complain about it, but
1: yeah. You'd probably just be like, nah, this one's not for me um, and, and then move on. Which Probably. I think is also fine. But, yeah, I, I I don't know. Team Photo Day is a bit of a weird one for me because I think we're it's becoming in a similar way that um, Team Fixture and there's something else that's just getting way too ridiculously overhyped each year. It's just becoming one of those things that we're killing ourselves to make all this content from. But maybe we should focus like what Adelaide have done, just focus on one real like, key piece from the day. Yeah and while you're capturing all everything else that you need for the year cuz you do do a lot on that day but just have mm. one theme that really nails it with a couple of players and be like that's it I'm done I'm not not going to waste the time of yeah. everyone um, i think yeah, it does become
0: f- harder and harder
1: each year yeah cuz especially if she you said. with
0: am mm. <laughs> <Real. laughs> what a clear direction to you to cut any lad moments <laughs> um, that's an office I'd- reference come on true. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's true. Sorry, Michael Scott. Um, you made a point before that I think is important to note about um, when players don't buy in. It's almost like I don't know how to relate it to a footy sense. Like they, they probably don't think of it that it's our craft. Like our craft to produce content is to entertain with these mm. sort of things. So if you relate it to them practice goal kicking, we're not yeah. going to impact them by not, not giving them a footy like just, <laughs> does that make sense? like, like, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to give you footies to practice goal kicking, but that is our path. That's what our jobs are. That's what their jobs yes. are. So I'm just that's- trying to find a relationship of what they probably, I'm guessing a lot of players don't think of it like that.
1: No, that's a that's a really good um, point. I think like without, again, without coming off aggressive, you could almost turn to people, and maybe this is now the new discussion, Barks, it's like dealing with, talent right oh not dealing mm. but um negotiating with talent because it can sometimes be tricky when you have the, what you think is the greatest idea in the world and no one has any buy-in for it <laughs> let's but, turn um, it
0: down straight away <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah maybe it is just reminding them that this is our job and w- we're doing it for as much our fans as like you go out and play footy every week mm. so that's a good comparison i like it yeah
0: I mean, I got there in the end. I was struggling to find an example, but I think I'm glad you got it, and that's why you're such
1: a great co-host and an even better person. <laughs> uh, shut up! But anyway, uh, good luck to all the clubs out there doing team photo day. Um, I also suggest having a, a look at the Boston Red Sox. They they always take some really really nice photos um, and have a good setup there. So if you're looking for some inspiration on how to get your portraits a little bit different, or even what to do with them um, after after you finish getting your team photos done, um, have a look over there.
0: Absolutely, good call. All right, we're gonna go All back right. into back into bar- the basketball world for of me. Course. So when during the week, leave? no, I never leave. But during the week, I saw. Did you, Did you grow up ever playing or collecting playable cards or like the collectible? Yeah. You did. I got AFL
1: ones. Don't have. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh fuck you! You know.
0: <laughs> Angels, I'll carry on though. Um, the NBA have come out with, it might not be this week, but they've come out with a revolutionized playing card. Have you seen what NBA Top Shot is?
1: I've heard of NBA Top Shot, but I haven't seen it. So
0: I heard of it too, and I had no idea what they they were talking about. Players were going on about it. Everyone was going on about it. So I had a look. I haven't done... It's probably not one hundred percent accurate, but basically, it's digital digitalized playing cards. Ooh, and wow. I don't really get it. I'll show you. If, uh, it probably better explains. It's just the first minute of this video. NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is a new kind of collectible in an open, digital, always on world and marketplace. But before we get into it, there are two important concepts to keep in mind:
1: the play, which is a specific moment in history, and can be thought of as the picture on a physical trading card, and the moment. Which is the individual collectible itself.
0: Now, these moments come in different packs. For example, this legendary Kawhi Leonard moment is from the Hollow Twenty Twenty pack. Yeah. So, from what I understand, it's playing cards except digital, and I don't yeah. really quite. I don't really quite get it. Like, I, I get collecting playable cards. You've got them physically. You've got a whole collection. But these ones are literally big plays that happen this year, last year, whatever year, and you can just find them. So a massive dunk that you want a digital playing card of. You can buy it and save it into, I assume it's a website, I assume it's an app. What I don't get, these things, like the big plays, are going for like thousands of dollars.
1: Really? Yeah. So are are they still limited edition? Like um, is there only one of those Kawhi dunks out there?
0: I think that'd have to be. Like I was just Googling and the base the base cards or base players start at $9, but then the massive mm. ones you can pay like thousands of dollars for. And I don't really get what the difference is of typing that play into YouTube and downloading that play and keeping that play on your laptop. <laughs> I think I it's, just it's, an it's just an interesting new wave of collector's items.
1: You know what the best thing about this is? It's just that it, you can quickly update it. Like you don't have to worry about going for like a massive printing process or like getting the card designed in any sort of like crazy way. As soon as something cool like imagine if LeBron dunks on someone and then within minutes it's now a like in his collector set. That's how quickly the turnaround could be. Um I don't I don't I don't like the um the pricing of it though. Like that's a bit weird. You're right. It's like it seems a bit pointless when you could just go on YouTube and watch the highlight.
0: Yeah, that's the um, part I'm sort of struggling to get my head in. Like, I think it's a really interesting idea and I think it's gone mm-hmm. off. Like, I think the players themselves are getting in. Like, they'll get their teammates play. They'll buy their teammates yeah. play on NBA Top Shot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would, <laughs> do you think this would work for all
1: sports? I don't think it would. I wish we could dial in cri- Cripsy. But it seems like, you know, that FIFA, like, the packs oh, that they had? Yeah. Have? yeah. Um, like whatever that. that. What's that? What's that? I don't know. I'm not going to try and remember what it's called. But, like, yeah, you can basically buy players in FIFA and they come in card packs and it's just random selection. Um, it seems a little bit like that, really. Um, mm, I thought but that without was more the video game element of it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say because that's like the NBA 2K one where you build your own team, I'm
1: yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, that anyway. would probably be the same thing. But I uh, i don't know. It probably wouldn't, it wouldn't work for AFL, I don't think especially nah. if the price tag's so high. Um, and I feel like collector cards are still something that people like having. Like they yeah. might not be as big as they once were, but I still think kids look forward to like that thrill of opening up the pack, seeing who you got, keep on collecting until you find the ones that you want and whatnot. Yeah, Um bit of a yeah, I don't vibe. Know. Yeah, what do you think?
0: Well, the, I've got mixed mixed opinion. I, I'm trying to imagine myself if like years ago, like not at this age, just whether it appealed to me and I'd never really collected the cards, so I don't really know. But maybe it's one for the listeners. If you were into that growing up, do you think you in this day and age would look into the digital style? Like, Is that something you'd invest in and would you want to spend – you're probably not going to want to spend hundreds of dollars, but Nine I guess bucks. that's – for, for the base one, yeah. like, what, what the hell's a base... I should look into what a base card is. Like Maybe is that we just should like buy a, one. A wide-open a wide layup and just get, like, this, <laughs> this no-name. It's actually name South
1: in- Melbourne Phoenix. That's, that's what we <laughs> yeah. get the
0: base pack. Just this a no-name <laughs> guy goes over for a wide-open layup with, like, three seconds left of a blowout. Like, is that what a base card is? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's we should buy a pack. All right.
1: Yeah, your shout, though.
0: <laughs> By one of the big players, anyway. Um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I've got one more, just a little a funny example this week.
1: Okay, but you know, who, can I can I wrap this this one up? Yeah, yeah. You know who who this is going to piss off? That Tyson Beck guy.
0: oh uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a good example because he's brought. I think he's helped bring playing cards back in the NBA world.
1: I think. Can I controversially say that I don't think his designs are like that crazy. I think he, like, that, what he's doing is really cool, but I don't think he's the most talented designer that I've ever seen. Well uh,
0: What? We don't want to rag. Like we don't want to be too. No, I don't want to rag on him. It? I think. He, yeah. I what just, is it about I just it? I
1: feel like he, um, he tries to do too much almost. And I get he's going for that superhero kind of uh, players as absolute stars. But mm. I don't know. I look at his designs and I'm like. I feel like anyone any designer could almost do this you're not like it sort of looks like yeah yeah sort
0: of looks like he's overboard with effects and sort of
1: yeah um, yeah
0: pretty much unrealistic but that could be, the the bit about that is that could be the brief whoever it is working for that could be so true. the instructions so
1: yeah um, no I think he's doing a great job i just it's not my style that's what i'm going to yeah, say fair
0: enough this one stick in the nba world i just want to talk about funny twitter accounts that Twitter okay. accounts that somehow somehow get masses amount of love, but there's such <laughs> it's just such funny ideas. So I found one during the week called NBA Paint <laughs> Sharing Screen. NBA Paint goes off on everything they do. Yeah, it's literally a Twitter page dedicated to puns of NBA players' names, <laughs> and they just do it in paint. <laughs> so
1: Wendell Carter. So, Jr.
0: <laughs> so there's a guy called Wendell Carter Junior, and he's this guy tweeted NBA at NBA underscore paint on Twitter if you want to have a look what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, he's tweeted, Wendell Cart Jr. and his father, Wendell Cart Sr., and there's just two s- shopping trolleys in paint. <clears throat> one's big, one's small, father and son, and it's got over 2,000 likes. And <laughs> he just does this stuff, all. All he or she does this stuff all the time. Skydiver. <laughs> skydive <laughs> Irving. And it's just so stupid. Kawhi Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, they're all just stupid oh puns, my God. And they go off <laughs> This is Contavious, great C- Caldwell Pope and Kendrick Nunn Are playing basketball right now And the sketch <laughs> is just a Pope and Nun playing basketball And it goes off
1: <laughs> That's class oh, like. Okay, um, <laughs> Just give him a like while you're
0: there uh, Just give him a like I just think it's funny what the Especially Twitter, Instagram too But like Imagine starting that page oh, So that's the first time you do it The first time you do it how would you not just think... Like, I applaud the dedication. Like, how would you not think, what the fuck am I doing here? You just, and then once you, it blows up a bit, you're like, how the hell is this working? Like, that's all
1: people love. It though. was like... Um, do you think he was there sitting there one night, like... And just did one and tweeted and got, like, a little bit of love. And then he's like, you know Probably. what? This is my new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he
0: spends his time...
1: Uh, my full job. <laughs> so,
0: I, I love it.
1: I love it. No, that's like great. That. It's, it's a really good find. I think that, like... That's the beauty of social media. We were talking about with um, Edwin last week where it's like social media should be used to enhance the coverage, not like cover the coverage, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, That's a good And point. stuff like that does that. Um, yeah. So, well anyway, done, Microsoft thank Paint. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I didn't know Microsoft Paint still existed. I thought they got rid of it. Maybe he just does it in Photoshop and he's lying. But it looks
0: like, anyway, it looks like, we'll get him on. No, I'd, love to on, have, get him. I'd love to have people like that though, if we talk about these things and get him on for like a two-minute chat. Barks,
1: so yes. let me tell you a story. Yes. The other day I, um, I went to the grocery store. I was running – I ran out of a few things. I went to just the IGA here. Um, had to get some um, stuff for breakfast. So I got some milk. I got some bread. I got some um, peanut butter. I got some avocado. And then I got some eggs of the week. Egg of the week. Wow.
0: Who knew that was coming? Egg of the week. Nah, scrap your intro. That was, that was, it's the segment that matters. <laughs> and I'm going to kick us off. Go on. Don't, I don't care if you plan on doing it. I'm going to kick us off. My egg of the week. I'm sorry, listeners. I've gone basketball again. I don't plan, I don't plan on it. So I'm egging the Atlanta Hawks and the Oklahoma City Thunder organizers, the team managers, whoever decides, jerseys. And the reason okay. I'm doing that is during the week, they're playing each other. Have a look at these. They're oh, both, that's so bad. If you're listening to the audio, the podcast of this and not YouTube, you can head to YouTube to look at all at it, all of our examples. But Thunder are orange, Hawks are red. I don't know how you could tell the difference when you're playing. But anyway, I'm making them because mid-game, <laughs> the Thunder <laughs> choose, changed to white jerseys. Because oh they realize they can't
1: go on. Whose home game was it? The Thunder. So, they no, changed. No, that's probably why that, yeah. The fuck so, I think like it's it. their fault. That's I'm
0: going to egg the Oklahoma City Thunder organization,
1: assuming it was your fault. The Ops Manager. Get it's a funny together. one,
0: though. We always talk egg. about clashes. That's, that's probably yeah. the worst I've seen.
1: Uh, yeah, Collingwood's famous uh, black with white stripes instead of white oh. with black stripes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um what, what do you got uh, can, you, can you beat I'm, that up? i'm i'm also in uh basketball this week um okay. which is a, a change for me um i don't watch a lot of basketball but this is an nba referee who has gone too far so let's have a look at this so this is jj reddick from philly 76ers um yep. oh, new orleans sorry he's at he's not at the 76ers oh, yeah. um gets fouled um, or if he fouls someone, he has the ball in possession, he spins it like bounce pass spins back to the to the referee. The referee wasn't ready for it, clearly. Um, no no malice oh, in it, God. like whatsoever. Um and I think it's hit the referee in the leg. He's given yeah. him a technical and uh, thrown him out of the game. <laughs> It's uh it's just so like overly sensitive, and like it's a choice. I think it's just so stupid, right? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I can't get my head around that because that's I don't know who ended up winning this game or whatnot. Um, but like, that could cost a, a game, right? Like, if you lose yeah. a player like that, I just don't I- think that there was any malice in that. In my head. I-
0: my my view on these sort of things is it's always, it's usually, I guess it's the ref in this instance, it's taking it's bringing it to almost like to a personal level because I assume the reason why he'd react like that is maybe JJ said something, he said something in a bad tone on a previous yeah. play and you're, and you're almost taking offence because he threw the ball and you weren't ready. So yeah. you're going to take it on yourself to sort of bet, not better him but make a call that um, hurts JJ Redick and... I could go on about this for hours, but we like it doesn't. It's not just at NBA level. Like we deal with this yeah. every week at our stupid open open men games, and <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it is about refs, but but the difference is like got the issues. NBA
1: refs are getting paid a lot, and your open men's basketball are probably volunteers. The, yeah, like ten bucks a game, but you're right. Yeah. It, it's obviously a lot
0: worse at that level because <laughs> it actually matters. But hey, I could still rant if you want me to. No, it's okay. That's
1: enough ranting. That's my egg of the week. Boss of, week, boss of the week, boss of the week. Boss 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 of the week. Bucks, have you got a boss of the week?
0: I don't, sorry, Jules. Actually I got a boss of the week that I didn't mention last week.
1: Oh, so you do have a boss of the
0: week? Well, I didn't plan on it, just R- running. That's what that's what podcasts those things about. Go, on, go um, on. It's it's you for the boss of the week
1: intro. Why? Oh yeah, thank you.
0: Cause it's 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 buddy tremendous. And it, it pissed me off yesterday or the day before. I could not get it out of my head. <laughs> I was literally
1: bum, walking bum, out there. The house. Ba, 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 boss of the week,
0: the of the week. And that's when you know when you've nailed something. <laughs> when it gets stuck in someone's head and you can't get it out, you know, you've just, I don't know, something with your tune, something with your
1: rhythm. You've got it. You know, you
0: you've know got it's it, John. Um,
1: I think it's also because it's the Blue Healers theme song that I've just <laughs> overdubbed. Is it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I never watched Blue Healers, so I don't know. You need to. This is what you need to do today. Um, I have a boss of the week, Bark, since you come unprepared to this podcast.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. I, um
1: <laughs> This week, um, and this is a bit of a, a self-plug as well, which I don't really <laughs> like to do, but I think um, this week was an in AFLW indigenous <clears throat> round. Um, so my boss's boss of the week, number one, goes to the designer of R-Jumper, Kaya Nicholson-Ward, because I think... Um, she's an 18-year-old Indigenous um, woman with um, some German and Irish descent as well. Um, but she's designed already Carltons, Western Bulldogs, Melbourne Storms, Melbourne Vixens, Coburgs, Coburg Football Club, Kiel Football Club. No. Mel- did I say Melbourne Renegades? You I think I did but Melbourne. Melbourne Renegades. She's already designed all of those, um, indigenous Guernseys. Um, and fuck, like at 18, I was not doing anything any, super, anywhere yeah. near as special. So, um, <laughs> well, I can't I'll leave the plug for her, um, Instagram handle in the, in the comments somewhere. Um, but make sure you go check it out and follow it. Cause she's a really talented young artist. Um, mm. who's clearly going to have a a long career in if it's not in the AFL or sports space it's going to be in the art space so watch that space um the other the other short boss of the week is i i had the privilege of hearing shelly wear um speak on the behind the game changes podcast um earlier this week and i think like there's a lot there's a lot going on in the world with like racism and um especially in australia with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their culture and their rights within society. And I think the, I took a lot out of hearing someone like Shelley who is a natural educator talk about her own experiences and also like the work that she's doing just to educate others um, and yeah. taking that fight on upon herself to, to do something like that. And I think like imagine all the times you've been ever challenged in your life and all you want to do mm. is put up a, a wall and just be like, nah, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I'm just gonna crack it the next time someone asks me about it. Yeah. Right. Like whereas she's taken the absolute opposite approach and been like, no, no, I'm gonna I know what I have to do for this to to make a change. So uh, they're my bosses of the week, Shelly Wear and Kaya Nicholson Ward. Thank you. Great
0: boss. Yeah, great bosses of the week. So for everyone for anyone that doesn't know in the AFLW space, this was the first um, round for the indigenous round for AFLW, great. which is great. Um, so there's, we just did a a fair bit of content during the week and it's been one of my favorite things about working in a footy club, just hearing about the things that I didn't expect to hear about when joining a footy team. So yeah, good boss of the week. Well done. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Peter. Peter um all right cool so bucks another great show this week i think i think one of our best no we're not going to do that (laughs) thanks for coming on thanks for coming on to my podcast jules thanks (laughs) thanks for coming on to my podcast on this this sunday morning no but everyone thanks for tuning in again we will most likely have another guest next week i think we're we're teeing someone up fingers Fingers crossed. crossed um as always any questions anything that you want us to talk about on the podcast feel free to slide into our dms or hit us up on twitter And I think that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Thank you. Well done.